0: Well, hey friend, how's it going? I hope you are having a wonderful day, but no matter how it's going, I can tell you it's about to get better. On this episode, I have my podcast coach, Stephanie Gass. She is a CEO, a wife, boy mom, coffee lover, and she helps women get clear on their niche, start a podcast, and grow a successful online business God's way. Y'all, she is the host of a top point globally ranked podcast for Christian entrepreneurs, The Stephanie Gash Show. One of the things that really drew me to Steph is that she believes it's possible to partner with God to create impact and income without sacrificing or buying into all the social media hustle. If you have ever had niche mind drama, well, this episode is for you. It's all about getting clear on your niche so you can start an online business. Let's do it. Welcome to Fruition Mindset, where it's all about mindset coaching for Christian entrepreneurs. Ever feel like life is passing you by? Do you want to have a purposeful business that lights you up? Do you keep procrastinating and putting your dreams on the back burner? When I wanted to start my first business over 10 years ago, I was the same way. It didn't matter how many letters I had behind my name or what my credentials were, I never felt ready or qualified. After I had a session with a coach that totally shifted my perspective, everything changed for me. Hi, I'm Kayla Eggenberger, wife, mama, mindset coach, and daughter of the king. And I'm here to tell you that your breakthrough is on the other side of letting go of fear and perfectionism and stepping into who God has created you to be and where he's calling you to go. On this podcast, you'll learn how to renew your mind, get clarity on your purpose, and make confident decisions So you can walk out your faith with focus and consistency to finally create the freedom you want in your life and business. If you're ready to develop the mindset you need to take the dreams God has laid on your heart and bring them into fruition, you are in the right place. So fill up your favorite mug, grab your journal, and get ready to take some thoughts captive. Well, hey Steph, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm so excited to have you on today. There's something kind of meta about having the person that's taught me all that I know about podcasts actually be on my podcast. So, so cool. Um, And we have a great topic, which I know is really going to bless everyone who listens. Niche, niche, like however you choose to say it. um, I feel like that's something that comes up a lot and it causes major mind drama and it keeps people stuck. Like that's what I see over and over again. So I can't wait for you to tell us, you know, how we can get clear on the whole niche drama and and start an online business.
1: Awesome, well, hi Kayla, and thanks so much for having me. I'm pumped to talk about niche is how I say it, but all versions of niche 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 are welcome. (laughs) So yeah, I think um, the first thing to clarify is what is a niche, right? Yeah, exactly. Let's start there. And so um in a nutshell, a niche is a segment of the market or a specific person that you are called to help or a product that you're called to create in your business, right? So for example, a niche can be as big as fitness. I am in a fitness niche, or it can be as macro, I'm sorry, as micro as like fitness Uh, quick fitness tips for busy moms, right? So you could have, you can kind of partner a what with a who, if you want to create that macro niche and think of fitness more as this, like this big overarching macro. I keep confusing those. I'm sorry. Fitness would be your macro niche. And then your micro going tiny, going inward would be partnering the what and the who, for example, like fitness and being a stay at home mom or a busy working mom. That's all it is. It's what is your thing that you are serving in the marketplace with, or who are you serving in the marketplace? And better yet, partnering those two things together to get that micro, that small niche.
0: Gotcha. Okay, I love that. That helps a lot, just knowing like it's your thing and it's who you serve basically. And partnering those is like the kind of the sweet spot it sounds like.
1: Yeah, exactly. Because it's really hard to build a business when you're talking to everyone because everyone's talking to everyone. And we are so distracted and we are so busy and we have so many things going on. The last thing we care about is fitness in general. What we care about is, well, I'm a busy work from home mom who is also trying to manage laundry and do all these things. So I need fitness to fit into these little tiny 20 minute increments or whatever that might look like. When you say, don't worry, I solved that problem for you. Now you're coming into the marketplace with a specific small solution for a specific person that's how you make traction, right? That's how you make more income and impact because you're not for everyone. You're for one person with one problem.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So how, like, how can you build a business from your niche or niche? <laughs> that's, a, that's a great
1: question. So there's really four steps that I teach. Um, the first is you have to get clarity first, get clear on your business plan, Right. And, um, I teach a five-tier business plan and it has, what is the title of this thing going to be? What is the tagline going to be? Which is in essence, a promise of the whole brand. Who are you serving? Who's your avatar? One person. What is the number one problem that you're solving for that person? And then finally, what are the content pillars going to be that you can go out into the world and, and help people with? So you've got to know those five tiers of your business plan and, um, I have a course for that, which we'll talk about a little bit later that, you know, Kayla's gone through all my stuff before and it helps walk you through getting clarity on that calling and turning it into the business plan. Cause it's one thing to be like, I love health and fitness. I'm going to start a business. That's cute. But like, is it going to be successful versus I like health and fitness and you drill in and you dig in and you get so hyper-focused on all the little pieces of, but what about that? And for who, and What's the solution that you bring to the table? And when you know all of those pieces, you have an actual business in a box, so to speak. So that's step one. Step two is to start long form content. So you want to start a business from your niche. We can't just show up on social anymore and hope that it goes well and shoot to get some new followers and think we're going to make six figures overnight. It's just not reality. It's not realistic. What is realistic is starting a podcast, which is what I teach or a blog or video, if whatever your long form preference is and you go out and you consistently give, you consistently show up with, here's my 20 minute workout of this week. Here's my three tips to get started with macro planning for busy moms. Here's four ways that we can, you know, um, eat healthy and clean without feeling hungry all day. Whatever those little tips and those things are that you bring to the marketplace in long form content creates trust, it creates visibility and it positions you as an expert. So that's step two. The third step to building a business from your niche is, and I kind of mentioned this in, in point one, but it's, you have to know your avatar's number one problem. So, you know, someone might come to me and say, I'm going to build a business about health and fitness for busy moms. I'm like, great. What's their number one problem? And you'd be, it's crazy how much, how many, we don't know. We think we know. It's like, well, I, I think she doesn't have time to work out. And my question back is, is that what she said to you? Because you know what, I do this and Kayla's done this before. We've done this so many times. It's like, but it what? It, but isn't that what it is? Because I think that's what it is or that's what I went through. If you're probably close, but you may or may not be right on, right spot on. And one of the big disconnects between taking a hobby and making it a business is this one link. What does your person say is their number one problem? So they may actually say that, they want to lose weight, but they're tired of dieting. Or they may actually say, um, "I can't consistently stick with working out because my kids are always around." Or they may actually say, "You know, I want to find and have intuitive eating or food freedom, but yet I'm afraid that my body won't change." Like they may say something else, and once they say it, and you know what their number one problem is, the fourth step of building a business from your niche is then to create the offer that solves that problem right? So if somebody does say to you, I don't, I I can't work out because my kids are always around. Maybe you create the mommy and me workout plan, or maybe you have the mommy and me method, which is like workouts with your kids. Or maybe if they say, I want to have intuitive eating and I'm afraid my body won't change. Maybe you have the flexible food freedom framework course and podcast that helps people how to intuitively eat a donut, but also have the salad too, whatever that looks like. Right. And so those are the four steps. Get clear on your business plan. Start long form content. Like yesterday, three, get clear on your avatar's number one problem. And four, have an offer that solves that problem. And you have a business.
0: I love it. I love it so much. I, I feel like those steps are all the things that I was wanting to totally skip over when I started my oh. business. It's like, you how know? do I just make money? You know, <laughs> exactly right. Like it should be that easy. And but also it's, it was keeping everything I did. So vague, And so I was getting vague results, basically, you know? Um, yeah. So, okay. So I heard you mention not just, we can't just show up on social media and, you know, make six figures overnight anymore. And you mentioned long form content. So what do you think is the best form of long form content and why no social media?
1: Yeah. Great question. I'm glad you brought this up. So we have three options. Um, you can use your voice, you can use your words, or you can use video. And Hearing that, those of you listening, you know which one you're best at. You know, i I've tried them all. I can write, but it's pretty excruciating. It takes me forever, and I get distracted. I'm a highly distracted person. So then I tried video, and video was okay for a while, except that I don't really like to put on makeup. Like it's a miracle. My hair is down right now, Kayla, you know this. You know me. Um my kids are were always around because they were little at this time, like three, four years ago. And I also felt weird. I felt like I had to, I couldn't really be myself on video for, there was some weird block. So then, you know, in 2018, I kept trying to grow my business online. I was trying blogging. I had tried Facebook lives. I had tried everything and I was praying intently and God, I had like a prophetic dream. It was so clear. And it was start a podcast. I'm like, excuse me. A, I don't even listen to those. I don't even know how to get to them. Like seriously, didn't even listen to podcasts. But I plugged in this old staticky $20 mic I had laying around and I started talking and I realized that, oh my gosh, it's audio for me because I can not have a video on. I can speak from my heart, just myself to a computer, feel super comfortable with that. Get my words out in a short amount of time and be done with it. And like, wash my hands of this thing, put it into the world and let it work for me. And my brain exploded. I'm like, this is it being able to grow a business in way less time. Without and no social, because I was tired of one to one marketing. I was spending 15 hours a week, Kayla, on Instagram trying to do the reels and the stories and the content and the DM conversations. At best, we had 750 likes per post. None of it was converting to dollar bills because no one's there to buy. They're there to get a quick fix. They're there to numb out, just like we are. It's not the right platform for conversion. And sure, it feels good to look and go, I have 750 likes on my post. It does not feel good to go to your bank and realize that not one of those 750 people bought a dang thing from you versus I started this podcast and I would do an episode and it's really for that faith-led woman who wants to grow a business from her calling, right? And do it this way, like less time, have balance in her life, not sacrifice her family or her faith. Within one episode, I'm serious, like one or two episodes, which had like a couple hundred downloads, because I did have an audience, which was not, I had a little audience that came over. I had already sold like five things. And granted, like I was selling weird things back then, but I had sold five things. And I'm like, there's a secret here. She comes in, she's of the mindset to listen and learn. She's listening while she does laundry or drives in the car. There's trust created in 20 minutes. Nowhere else can you sit with someone for 20 minutes across the entire world. One, you, 20 minutes of your time and hundreds and thousands of other people. And they would go straight to cart, Kayla, and they would buy. And I'm like, this is it. So it was saving me time. And I was so sick of social. I was quite frankly addicted to social media, to my phone. Um, It's a whole long conversation, but I ended up laying it down completely about, it was a year ago, actually, last month. And... um, Got I was freed. I was freed from Instagram. I don't use it on a personal level ever anymore. My team posts our episodes and that's it. Uh we are we are down to let's see, probably like 25 likes per post. And I don't care because I'm making more money and more impact than we've ever made before in this business, all from the podcast. And I've gotten back 15 hours of my life every week. That hi, I get to come to an interview with Kayla sitting on my patio right now. You know, I get to go. I I actually took a nap yesterday with Landon because I wasn't feeling great, and I'm like, "What life is this?" But I'm not on social, I'm not on my phone, and I'm still making a huge impact with what I do. So, long-winded answer, but I hope that that answered the question.
0: Yeah, I think for those of us that joined, like I joined Facebook, like right, like around the time I was getting out of college. Um, I think that's whenever it first, like I mean, you know, it started in colleges first or whatever, and then it came to everyone. But those of us that have been doing social media in some capacity, even just in our personal lives for decades now, I mean, it's just trying to keep up with the next thing, the newest thing, the whatever thing. I mean, it is just exhausting and there's like, it's so freeing to know that you actually can build a business without jumping through all those hoops. So freeing.
1: It is so freeing. And I think that's the thing is understanding, asking the question, why am I trying to grow this business the way that I am? Who says that this is truth? Why, why can't I try something else? Why can't I lay this thing down and try this thing instead of doing everything? Start asking those questions. Cause I know you're probably thinking I could never not be on social, but what's crazy is so many of my students now aren't, and they are having massive success, um, my goodness, I have so many testimonies of this. Like Joy Ridener, she just hit a hundred thousand downloads in her podcast. And she hasn't been on social either for at least six months. I have so many of these success stories and it all comes down to, you know, prayerfully looking inward and, and inventorying, like what doesn't feel right. I call those discernment alarms. What is not feeling right about the way you're showing up in your business and then being willing and obedient enough to lean into that a little bit and start asking the right questions, but you're going to hear answers. So be ready to take action when you do hear those answers. For me, it was, I started deleting the apps on the weekends and it was so freeing. It was, it was, really hard the first couple weekends. It's like a detox. It is an addiction. So your brain does need to go through that detoxing process, but by the third or fourth weekend, I didn't want it anymore. And I still felt like I had to be there. So I did that for a few years. And then I really was convicted about a year ago, like I mentioned, and did a 30 days without Instagram to test, is my business going to fall apart? And it didn't. So then I did six months and then I never went back. It's like, <laughs> my friends have to boxer me their reels to tell me what's going on in their life. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm not there. And so it's just, and it's so cool to see that, um, that peace wash back into my life and the presence, this thing that like, we're constantly searching for as so many of us as moms with a business is. How can I be more present, but like truly present, like here for today in my life and business. And it's to get rid of the distraction pieces that aren't moving the needle. So really sit with this. And this is for someone today, right? What do you need to let go of and what should you step into instead?
0: Absolutely. Like having that, recognizing that you have that choice, that you don't have to do it the way that, you know, they quote unquote say that you have to Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So, can you give us a, like a real example of how podcasting can work for a few niche, niches? Niches.
1: Sure. Yeah. So let's take a fitness podcast. Since we've been talking kind of about that throughout today's conversation, let's say that you are um, you do fitness coaching for busy moms. That's fine. And you're currently on Instagram. You're growing this big following. You think that's the way to go. You do. Let's say you do coaching right now so an option could be starting a let's say like mama gets fit podcast for example you start this podcast remember we talked about the business plan so mama gets fit would be the name let's say you have a tagline that says something like um 20 minute workouts for mommy and me that get you real results something like that so then you go into your podcast and you start creating content for this one woman Let's say this one woman is 33 years old. She has three little kids at home. She wants to get fit. She's done having kiddos. She's ready for that next phase of health in her life, but she's limited on time. Always has a kiddo next to her at all times. Um, she wants workouts to be fun and engaging. She's she's playing with healthy eating, but at the same time, doesn't want to go onto a diet thing. So you create content. You're going to create fitness content. You're going to create mommy and me content related to that. And you're going to have probably some nutrition content, Right. Or even that middle one could even be time management. That way it kind of plays into like, how do I make time for the workout? How do I make time for the meal prep? So you come on and you record a 15 minute episode. Let's say that it's something like um, your 20 minute workout, twenty-minute five moves to do in 20 minutes with your littles this week. Something like that. Or the, the next one could be um, two, two things to meal prep to make lunchtime five minutes or less. Right, because you've got to remember what does my person want and why can't they get this result that they want, and you're gonna you're gonna come up with content around those pain points. So then you launch this podcast in the world, and people start coming because you know we well what I teach is keywords and how to title properly and the strategy inside of podcasting so it can work for you. Then they come in and they listen, and you say in your episode, guess what, mama. Do you wish you had a fitness community of other busy mamas just like you, or you had a library of workouts that were 20 minutes or less that you could pop up on the big screen and play that had a little kiddo in those workouts. So your kiddo could model after my kiddo and you could model after me. I have the fuel your fitness library, whatever it is you're selling, right? And people go directly from your free content to cart and they will purchase. Imagine a world where you don't have to have DMS and a hundred free discovery calls. You literally just mark it on the show and people go directly to cart and they start working with you. It's possible. So that's one example, which is pretty, I think it's pretty like this literally works. I don't care what you do. This works. Like we have had, oh my gosh, I'm trying like, I have declutter coaches. I have life coaches. We have someone who created, um, a lawyer podcast, a finance podcast. I've had someone before have a dog podcast because she loved dogs. Like it's, this can work no matter what your passion or your calling or your vocational um, purpose work is that you have in the world. Even if you're in ministry, right? That can work too. So I'll do one more quick example. Let's say that you are a, a freelancer, a virtual assistant. Well, same thing. You're out there hustling for a client, trying word of mouth, scraping in, trying to get one more coat, one more client that you can VA for. Instead, you start the, um, you know, let's say like, oh, how about like outsource a podcast, you know? And that's your new podcast. And your content is about how to outsource freelancing VA uh, work or strategy. And then something about like solopreneurship or saving time, right? Because that's the person that would hire you. And you come on and you have an episode about um, the first thing you should outsource as a entrepreneur or solopreneur. And you talk about, you should outsource your inbox guess who you're going to outsource to me? I'm your VA, right? Like, it's so easy. You guys like don't overcomplicate this process. It's literally this simple. And so that's it. And then you start marketing your services done. Amazing.
0: And for most of us that listen to podcasts, we have probably done this before where we have listened to somebody and we've, we feel like they know that we know them, you know, um, and we begin to trust them and we, want whatever it is that they recommend. Or I found that way, found it to be that way. Whenever, even if they recommend a book, if it's somebody that I'm listening to that I trust, I like, I'm going to go get that book, you know, whatever it is. And so it's, I feel like it's like a shortcut to building no like and trust. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's that conversion conversion happens because of trust period. So your long-form content creates trust because you're giving away valuable information, super short, easy. You get your time back. They get solutions. And in exchange for all of that, you tell them about how they can work with you. And a bonus tip, pro tip, one offer, one offer people, (laughs) not 27 off one offer, make six figures on one offer. And then you get to add step two. Okay. Okay. So that also helps conversion because you're not confusing your audience. It's like, there's one way that we get you this result. Remember it's one person, one problem, one solution. That's it. Power of one. Um, And it it really, it really does truly work. We typically see a one to 2% conversion rate on your recurring listeners of the podcast to purchase. So if you have a thousand recurring listeners on your podcast, that's 10 to 20 sales every single month. I mean, do the math on that. You guys, it's, it's incredible.
0: One of my favorite things about what you teach is that it addresses the top of the funnel. I feel like so many things that I have seen online um, address things that are further down and there's no traffic coming in. And that's what I love about this process is that you address things from the very beginning. Right. Um, Okay. So how can my audience learn more about getting clear on their niche or starting a podcast? Yeah.
1: So what we've actually done is Kayla... Has set up for you guys some links on the courses that she personally has taken. She's all the way through the Stephanie Gas School at this point. And she's now obviously running her own successful podcast, her own business, making revenue from her business. And it's the Stephanie Gas model, which is in essence, one, you get clear in your calling, which I have a course. It's very, very affordable. It's step one. It's called clarify your calling. And we go through four weeks of get, what is it? What is my calling? What is my niche? And then how do I put those pieces together so that I have that five tier business plan? You'll have that in 30 days. Then you move to step two, which is podcast pro university. And it's how then to use my niche and make it into a podcast, like those examples that I gave you. How do you start the podcast, record, edit, promote, launch successfully? How do we put keywords and how do we title properly so that our podcast works for us so that we can get off of socials and pour more into this one beautiful method of marketing? And then the last step is called podcast to profit, which is where I teach you guys how to make your podcast go crazy, how to rank, how to start a coaching offer, build an e-course or a program. And that is a live program. That's step three. Anyways, you can find out more about all of those three uh, by clicking Kayla's links below. Go check those out. Ask her about it. I'm She would be super happy to have a conversation with you guys about any of my pr- programs. And then, um, yeah, that's how you get started, right? We've got to invest in ourselves so that we can do the things that someone else has already done. And I do think it's important that you trust the person that you invest with. So you're always welcome to come vet me. I actually literally today, Kayla podcast came out about the three things you must do before you spend money with a coach or, um, or buy a, or buy a uh, course. So go listen to that episode and then come vet me. Right. And, uh, be sure to use Kayla's links, of course, because she wants to make sure that you guys are set up for success.
0: I love that topic. I think it's, it's so needed, you know, like what questions should I ask? What should I be looking for? What am I doing? (laughs) You know, um, I got started of course with, um, with clarify your calling and I kind of, I took, I, I didn't take 30 days. I actually like Hold up in a hotel room with Clarifier Calling and was like, okay, I'm just going to hunker down yes, because I'm I just love so, that. I'm so in it. And it's so funny because I went through the, the process, went through everything, had this, like had all my stuff laid out, the title, the tagline, 50 episode topics. I mean, that's what you essentially get whenever you do it. Like I had yeah. it all done. And then I really felt like the Holy Spirit tell me like, this isn't the right habit. Like, this isn't the right niche. Like I was, I was doing my own thing versus listening oh. to God in that process, but it's because of how clarify your calling works that I was able to get that, like, get that download. Right. That I was able to, to hear it that. It challenges
1: you. It's not, it, you go into it thinking one thing, just cause that's what you've always done or that's what you think you would do, but it takes this it, a deep dive into all these pieces of who you are, your spiritual gifts, your vocational gifts, your trials, the things you've walked through in your life, the things God has literally positioned you to overcome. And you have to look at all these pieces and it's a puzzle that I help you. Cause I know this is a difficult process on your own. How do we then pull out the common denominators between all these buckets to find the one thing I'm supposed to do. And it challenges so many people, but they come out of it like, Oh my gosh, I c- either i have it's been there all along and I've been missing it. Or I never thought this could be it. And I'm so excited because I've been feeling restless or unfulfilled in the thing I've been doing. And it's because they're doing the wrong thing.
0: Yes. Yes. And it is, it's crazy how you can go into it thinking it's going to be one thing. I mean, you come out of it like I did with it being something totally different. And for me, it was a little bit of both in that it was something that had always been there. Um, It was actually working with the people that God has been bringing me, but it was my own insecurity that was denying that and saying, you know, but I mean, but really going through that process, it really does clarify your calling. Like, yeah, so (laughs) aptly named, right? (laughs) So anyway, yeah.
1: And then you went into PPU and got your podcast launched. What was that like? And were there, did you have like fears around starting is, is this going to work to grow the business? Is this going to work to grow an audience? Like, what was that like? And then how has that played out for you?
0: Yeah. So I would say that I knew a lot of, like, as far as the technical stuff goes is for recording and doing a podcast, I already had a pretty good idea of how to do that. And so I was kind of on the fence, like, do I really need this or not? Mm-hmm. Um, but first of all, I love that it walks you through step-by-step-by-step. By step by step. There was, there were so many things that I didn't know that I didn't know, didn't know. <laughs> Yeah. So that was super helpful. But it was the launch part of it that was really super impactful for me because that whole process really made me um, grow both as an entrepreneur and in my faith and really put myself out there. Like that whole process was just, obviously, transformational. Yeah. So, yeah, that was really the, the important part for me.
1: That's amazing. And then, how about P2P? What has that been like for you? And.
0: Ooh. Okay. So PTP, I'm in, just so you guys know, I'm, I'm in it right now. We're about maybe halfway ish through Mm -hmm, getting mm -hmm. close to halfway through. And it's amazing. The people that I've met have been so helpful. Like just the, the, the people, there's something about the energy of being around people that are doing the same thing that you're doing that, you know, have the same that are in, that are Christians that are kind of in that space and that same kind of mindset. Um, and then also the information, like it moves fast, it's challenging, but in like the best way. So you are working hard, but you feel like you're really doing the things that are moving the needle versus just kind of some of the busy work stuff that sometimes you feel like you're doing in your business. Mm -hmm. Um, so I love that. And I've seen, I mean, I've seen improvements. I've seen this podcast already rank higher, I mean, just from making a few key changes that you recommended to me that I would have never made on my own, (laughs) pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. And anyway, so that's kind of a visual, a vision of like, how does this work from, I'm starting from scratch. I know absolutely nothing right now, or I'm not sure what my niche is, or I know what my niche is. And I am so sick of the way I'm trying to grow this business all the way through to where Kayla sits now. And knowing that, I mean, just imagine in three to six months, you look up and you're doing business God's way instead of the world's way. You know, you're so yoked up with what Holy spirit speaks over your your day, your week, you have the right God sent clients coming to you. Your offers are aligned with this incredible vision that you didn't even realize was possible for you. You're growing, you're ranking, and you're actually making money for the kingdom of God. Like That is possible for you. And so that's, that's what the Steph School is all about. So anyways, you know, I know it's the first time you've heard of it, but go check out the links and just pray, see if it might be right for you. And um, I just hope today's, I hope today just challenged you to think about the ways that you are growing and start asking God the questions about how you should be.
0: Absolutely. And of course, reach out to me if you have any questions Mm -hmm. about what it's like to be a student, because I'm happy to share. Okay. So where can my audience find you and connect with you?
1: Yeah. So I have a podcast, the Stephanie gas show, and that's S T E F A N I E G A S S or stephaniegass.com. And then of course, check out the courses at Kayla's links below. And, um, that's basically it. And I'd love to meet you guys.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show today and blessing us with your wisdom. I know that it's going to be so helpful for those listening, and personally, thank you so much for what you've done for me, just Mm -hmm. how much you've just helped me in my business and helped me continue to grow, um, both spiritually and as an entrepreneur. I just thank you so much.
1: Oh, you're so welcome. My friend.
0: Hey, thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me today. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, I would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. When you leave a review, it helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon.